1: Welcome to the Illinois Choir podcast, it's Jeremy Warner and Derek Piper. And the biggest news, potentially, of the Illini year here uh, happened on Friday. I am in Texas in a hotel room right now getting ready for a family wedding. Derek Piper was just at Brad Underwood's press conference. We wanted to wait to hear uh, from Brad before we did this reaction podcast. But Derek, the District Court of Central Illinois, uh, Judge Colleen Wallace lifts Terrence Shannon's suspension. He is immediately reinstated to the team Illinois announced that yesterday shortly after I was on the radio with you as all this stuff was going down um obviously a huge day for Terrence Shannon uh and, and his potential short-term and long-term future we got a lot of things to break down both the decision and basketball but what was your reaction uh as all this was going down yesterday
0: a little surprised I think uh, again I had really no context on what going through the judge's mind and what the precedent was for a case like this so it was really just looking at the different arguments and and i knew that the title nine uh was probably gonna be pretty hard to argue as far as this being deemed as a university event or um activity with the ga going i felt like that was flimsy on on terrence's side but i really didn't know what the judge would say in terms of the the due process and what he was really owed in this um And I, from the outside, and again, this is just an opinion. I I haven't blamed the university for how they've gone about this. Uh, in in my opinion, just in terms of like, it's a tough spot for them to be in to try to step over a charge and and step over with the legal side of this, a very, very serious criminal case where they're of course trying to protect, let's just say their self-interest, their liability, their PR. Mm -hmm. So I I've understood that throughout, but, um, as far as him getting the preliminary or the temporary it wasn't a temporary uh, restraining order it was a was a preliminary injunction is that was called yeah so he gets the preliminary injunction which is more longer than a temporary yes.
1: restraining order so until he goes through the process through the office of student conflict resolution for the University of Illinois that injunction is is in place where Illinois, is prohibited from suspending him from the basketball team. And, of course, he's still a student uh, at the University of Illinois. So uh, until there's a a resolution with the university's policy, OSCR policy, which is different than the athletics policy, uh, I know this can all get confusing, uh, but that injunction remains in place and he will not be suspended.
0: Yeah, and it really flips the way this goes um, in terms of – like. It did seem, and I get from the, the outside and from Terrence's perspective, and even those that are arguing that Terrence should be playing, like it, he's being punished. I, I get if you want to just say he's been punished as if he's guilty until proven innocent, and now it flips to innocent until proven guilty. So I, I understand that obviously that's uh, a big pillar of the, the justice system and what this, this country is built on. Sure uh, because if, if the TRO doesn't go in his favor or the injunction never goes in his favor, then the suspension will continue until – this case essentially gets dropped until there's a, there's enough of a progression on his legal team side to to get a legal resolution and then have him back in there. So the it's felt like the burden of proof was kind of on his in his hands and on his legal team's hands until that happened if that's the way it was going to go. Now with him being an active member on the team, the OSCR is going to be a longer process. like you said, I know I was reading through it last night and said, that on average, a sexual misconduct case and investigation takes about 40 business days. So we're talking, he did get notice of that process beginning uh, early January. So that's been already kickstarted, but still we're talking about early March for that to happen. And uh, there's still a lot of uncertainties while Terrence has provided, like we were talking about before we hopped on here, more protections and more process of he can present, he can make appearances in the hearing he can present his side of the story, uh, which, if, uh, based on their policies, should have already happened uh, in terms of him talking to the OSCR director. Uh, they should have already had a meeting, and at that meeting, he's afforded the opportunity to give his side of the story of what happened, but also he can provide—he can call witnesses, he can provide evidence, and then in the meantime, they're going to have to um, contact. They have the right to, but there's no legal thing that would cause as, as far as the the police department in, in Lawrence or the DA to cooperate with them. Now they can try and they will based on what the policy says, but we'll, I, it's still yet to be determined what they will receive back or um, reaching out to the alleged uh, victim and her yeah. cooperation with this. So uh, it's, it feels like now it's very firmly, he's going to play barring some new development in this case that, is pretty clear that, um, would go against him. So as of right yeah. now, it's, it's on his side to, to be cleared and barring anything really surprising, I guess, in the, as far as the or revealing in terms of the criminal case, it's going to stay that way.
1: Yeah. So the reasons judge Wallace, um, granted this is she agreed with two of the three arguments, for, for Terrence Shannon's legal team, she denied the title nine because, you know, a GA was with him that this was an, an athletic policy or athletic event uh, so that he was uh, under the title nine protections there. But she said he will have irreparable harm that the losses of NIL and, and we, we always do that out there. The, the impact of NIL is really big here uh, because not only is his future earnings in doubt, but his immediate earnings are in doubt. And she said his NIL is basically worthless. Um, while he is being suspended, uh, while this is going on, um, now, does it change? Or are people still willing to give him NIL while this is all going through the legal process that remains to be seen, but also that his draft status, I, I didn't know that a judge would cite bleacher reports, mock draft, but she did that. He had fallen 17 spots in that mock draft, um, so that he is losing potential earnings. So he won on the reparable harm there. And then Josh Whitman's conduct policy really did not pass scrutiny here. Um, the fact that the university had two different policies, one for the athletics program, one for the university, uh, and and the way that conduct panel, um, operates, she, she just said, did not give Terrence Shannon enough safeguards, did not give him enough opportunities to provide his input or his side of the story. Um, and that basically is kind of treated as you said, Derek, guilty until proven innocent. So, um, if you really zoom out here, two big things. Josh Whitman has not been made available. We do not know when he will be made available. Um, It is not on the plan right now. According to Illinois, you guys, Joey Wagner, and and, uh, asked about that today. Um, So his policy, does it need to change? And the potential ramifications of this for these cases don't happen that often. That's probably a good thing. But for athletic departments across the country, this is a a national ruling that that Lawless just made here um, that I think with the NIL, with draft projections all of a sudden um student athletes student rights student athlete rights like this is along the lines of some of the things we've been talking about that terrence shannon has afforded a little bit more rights and um this could impact other student athletes now i, I don't know if it can impact the 13th guy on the bench but a guy who's making nil as draft status all of those things um certainly nil played a factor in hearing the irreparable harm and i don't know if terrence shannon's not the player he is if this gets granted Uh, if you can't prove that financially he's getting really, really hurt by this. So uh, just things, if you zoom out, that uh, could have a big impact here, Derek. But moving forward, the criminal case, he's got his preliminary hearing on February 23rd. At that preliminary hearing, the DA and the state of Kansas have to prove there was probable cause for an arrest. Um, And this after the preliminary hearing, which I found it interesting that Terrence Shannon's team wanted about a half day for this. Usually preliminary hearings are pretty quick, so... Could this be an eventful one? We'll find out. But then discovery happens after the preliminary hearing, and that's when they can find out. The uh, defendants can find out what the DA has, the witness reports, evidence, DNA, any of those things. So that's when the criminal case would would really get going. But we're talking about Derek, a process that would probably go through the season. Um, So we'll see if anything happens February 23rd, if it changes the criminal case, if we get resolution at that date, or if it goes forward to a trial. But... The way I look at this, unless something changes with the OSCR or uh, I I think Terrence Chan is going to play the rest of the season Um, unless something changes with that OSCR because the criminal case is going to continue to go past the season and probably into the draft process.
0: Yeah, and that's how huge this decision was by the judge because if it was to stay via the ruling of the conduct panel and their decision pretty much to say, and it was written in the – Ryan Squire email to to Terrence as far as they have ruled to stick with the indefinite disp- suspension, essentially until the end of the legal process, till legal resolution was found or some other evidence was was then presented or new information was presented to where they could reconvene. But again, there was the skepticism of them overstepping and and, and saying, okay, you're still charged with this, that we're gonna we're gonna clear you. There was a lot of skepticism that they would do that so now it's it's flipped to the fact of if, if the conduct panel's ruling stuck and there was no suit by his legal team versus the university and the board of trustees then you're probably in a situation where this plays out the rest of the season the other way where he's just not going to play and now so just
1: a, a monumental decision right for for terrence exactly. shannon uh, and, and illinois basketball and we'll yes. get to the basketball aspect but just, yeah, that decision yesterday completely changed. And we've said it on here, Derek, I was skeptical. I mean, I'm not a legal expert and I I continue to say that throughout this entire process, but uh, kudos to his, his legal team uh, for, for making this case uh, and and putting it forward and and making a good case that this judge bought. And, um, you know, it obviously changes a lot for Terrence Shannon potentially. And, We'll get into the uh, the other aspects of this about you know public perception his draft status mm-hmm. and all yeah. of that but his ability to get to play right away i had doubts throughout this entire process so kudos to them
0: absolutely yeah i mean he put together uh, obviously a strong legal team um with a lot of lawyers involved and that they um they were able to accomplish what he set out to do which was to to be able to get innocent get the innocent until proven guilty treatment and then to be able to play in the meantime. And I thought they, they made a good argument as far as what he would lose uh, NIL wise. And they, they presented the fact that he's support, helping support his family, his mom, his siblings and, and whatnot. And, uh, and then obviously with the draft stock too is, I don't know, amid, admittedly citing bleach report, um, <laughs> which I, I've interned for. And, and you, you have people writing stuff that aren't maybe the most, Informed or knowledgeable, are they actually talking to front office yep. people in the NBA and getting that? Not to take a shot at anybody. But well, um, we've, a- we've seen
1: recent Gavoni and from ESPN, right, and Sam Viceni from the Athletic, who I, I respect both those guys. Terrence was like top twenty-five pick, and then all of a sudden he just falls off the board. So, he, oh can yeah. even
0: source those guys too. Yeah. It's impossible to to slot him as this gets resolved, right. and I think that there's there's no doubt his draft stock would would hurt if not completely fall off the map if this trial was still going, if if it gets to trial and then it goes past the draft date. Like the idea of him getting picked by somebody who's in the middle of a rape trial is probably very, very minimal. So that that's fair. I, I think regardless of maybe the source that was cited on yeah. on that is it's a fair argument as far as that goes. People can feel how they want to feel it about I think it is a complicated, or as you really contemplate, should you like the fact that, you know, a bench player uh, may get a different ruling on this. A guy who's just an average basketball player, an average starter, even in the Big Ten. That might get make five grand in NIL, right? Get a different, yeah, get a different ruling on this. I, I think there's multiple layers, obviously. Uh, and then you, you wonder about the lasting impact. What if you w- reach a situation where it, I'll just say it that there, there maybe is more evidence available in the public opinion that looks like a guy may have done this. Is he still in another situation going to get the ability to play until that legal process plays out based on this ruling? So there is a lot of wide reaching impact, not only with Terrence in Illinois, but for further decisions and, and situations like this. Um, I will say though, I, 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 if Terrence is, as he says, innocent, or it comes out not guilty, uh, then it would be tragic if it went the other way. Yes. It would be tragic if it went where this process had to play out, and just based on the timeline, he wasn't going to get to play the rest of the season. He was going to have NIL majorly impacted, his draft majorly impacted. So at least there is that safeguard to to him yes. in that sense. So I, I the I think people will feel good about that with Terrence, Um being back in his court no that that was well put um
1: there's the one side of this that if, if he is innocent you feel good that he he gets a chance but if it for whatever reason it would go the opposite way and that that process has to play out it'd be an uncomfortable thing right um Absolutely. so I, I think that was well put this episode of the alana inquire podcast is brought to you by better help what are some things you want to keep the same about yourself or your life in 2024 where are you already crushing it think opposite of new year new you Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp.com slash to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash There's a basketball side of all of this, Derek. Uh, and obviously, Illinois basketball, its ceiling is far different with Terrence Shannon on the team, even though they're four and two, and this team is playing really, really well uh, for the most part. Um, there's a lot of things about this long term for this team, but short term for this team. But you just got done. You're at State Farm Center. You talked to, to Brad Underwood today. What'd you learn most from that
0: conversation with Brad? What'd you learn from it? Number one, he won't. That being Terrence, won't start tomorrow against Rutgers, but he will play. Uh, he was involved in practice yesterday, which was a lighter practice. Brad mentioned that um, they got back late um, from Ann Arbor, about 2 a.m., just pushed practice back and uh, then just went kind of light because they've had guys who were dealing with some some bumps and bruises, some guys who had been, had been sick. So not trying to wear those guys down on a, on a relatively you know Thursday to, to Sunday turnaround, relatively quick as far as that goes. So uh, Terrence will be involved in practice today. Uh, He said that Terrence has been able, obviously, to have access to Ubin, that he's been pretty active and being able to go and get individual workouts, that he's been able to have managers rebound for him. So so some of that stuff in terms of, I know it's been pretty well documented about his early morning workouts and and his individual stuff that he does on the side. I, I think a lot of that probably has stayed the same for him. Uh, he's also been able to work out with Fletch and lift with Fletch, uh, which I found interesting because I, I was a little surprised that that falls outside of the quote-unquote team, team, act- act. team activities. But still, I mean, he's he's been able to do that. So I know Brad said uh, there is a, a challenge of integrating him back into the mix. Uh, of course, it's a good problem to have when you now are afforded a first-team All-American caliber player with a squad that, especially offensively, has been able to be on a roll without him. Um, but Brad did mention they've added some stuff offensively that in the meantime, when he's been gone, uh, I think a lot of it has been just doubling down on the booty ball with Marcus damask and how they operate out of that. Uh, you know, Terrence is a guy that they've put in ball screens and, and whatnot. So I think there will be kind of a, a balance of, of finding when Terrence is on the court, how much do you want to play in the booty ball with the And then how much do you want to have Terrence operate as, as the initiator and whatnot. But again, it's, Damascus has been on a roll. Terrence is a fantastic player. These are these, – from a purely basketball standpoint, this is a good thing for Brad Underwood to have to navigate. So uh, Terrence brings a lot in terms of his ability. Defensively, they could really use him uh, because they've they've lapsed a little bit on that side, especially with some guards that have hurt him. Um, but for the most part, it yeah, I, I think that – another thing, Brad was asked that, hey, you know, the suspension is – lifted by the courts call but it is still your program it is still your call and with josh whitman i'd imagine to play him how much to play him how to do that and brad said it was fairly simple that it's a guy that they had available then not and then now they were told he's fully reinstated and they're just going to go with it so i'm sure we're we're not going to get all of the he's not going to give us all the light behind the scenes in terms of the actual dialogue i admittedly i'll tell you i wanted to ask him did you have to hear something from Terrence to make you feel comfortable um, with with playing him with such something that Brad even said multiple times? This is still a very very serious situation, and what's being alleged against him is very serious and, and sensitive. Um, I I won't speculate on what that would be, but I'm sure that as Terrence has said, he's innocent. I'm mm-hmm. they're backing their guy in the meantime until um, it's proven otherwise.
1: Yeah, I'm really interested to see, because I don't think this is going to be easy for everybody involved. Um, I, I, I hate to even kind of say this, but one silver lining of Shannon being out basketball-wise, uh, taking the seriousness out of all of this, um, is Ty Rogers' emergence offensively, Marcus Damask's emergence, and everybody else kind of finding this role. Can they do that now with Terrence Shannon working back in? How does Terrence assert himself within a team that has good things going offensively right now, I think his biggest impact immediately is defensively. Derek, we talked about it. As good as this offense has been, I think they're two or three in the country since Shannon has left in offensive efficiency, Um, but they're 90th in the country defensively. They have taken a serious dip defensively without Terrence Shannon. So those chase-down blocks, the just size and athleticism he can give you on these big guards along with Ty Rogers, he's just a far superior defender. You want Luke Goody's out there, or then – uh, Justin Harmon, like Justin Harmon. I don't think he's a great defender. I don't think he's a bad defender, but Terrence Shannon has been an elite defender, uh, so far this year. So I think that's huge And depth, man. It's been really a six man team during Shannon suspension. So to add Terrence, Justin Harmon, maybe he's a 20 minute a game guy. Maybe look good. He goes back to 20 minutes, but just getting him back gives you a little bit deeper of a team. Uh, and we know just how good he is. But I don't know if it's going to be clean, Derek, um, because there's kind of a like when a guy comes back from injury, like he's not injured. So he doesn't have this physical thing, but uh, he's got to get back into game shape, all those things. But it's just, this team changes. So it's a challenge for them. It's a great problem to have when you have an all-American coming back basketball wise. But there is a little bit of a challenge that Terrence might have to adjust and his teammates have to adjust. And Brad Brad's a big part of that equation, right?
0: Yeah, there's no doubt their identity changed when he was out. And it'll change when he comes back. Now, it's great that they have on their resume a big win against FAU when he was part of the mix. They played fantastic against Missouri, right, obviously before Christmas. And that's where the buzz really started to drum up of, man, you got to take this Illinois team really, really seriously with Terrence in the fold, the way he's playing, and just the way that these pieces are fitting around him and and producing as we saw Coleman Hawkins start to be more consistent uh, offensively and obviously we know what he does defensively coming off as Joey wrote about probably his best game of, of his career Quincy Guerrier has been better than expected and then obviously Marcus with his just really emergence in the booty ball and, and now obviously without Terrence just his ability to to up his aggressiveness and, and be such a such a building block uh, for this offense so yeah, and the one thing I want to add,
1: like Terrence has not been practicing with them throughout all of that, right? right. So that, that, that is a factor here.
0: For sure, for sure. Uh, he does obviously add a, a fast-break dynamic that this team was missing, and especially when you're facing some really good half-court teams and teams that have size where it's harder to, to hunt out a booty ball matchup, that they could have really used that against Maryland. Uh, they could have used that in some other games, a, a slugfest like it was against Michigan State. But for sure, I mean, there will be again on on Brad's plate, on Tyler's plate, who I know is very involved in the offensive game planning and and how to to just approach half court situations, where you want to go with the ball. But you got some good, you got some really good options. So I think you still want Ty to be aggressive. And yeah, I agree with the silver lining that Ty was forced into a a mode to come out of his shell a, a little bit offensively and be willing to live with some of the results of, of going to the rim and putting up those attempts we saw earlier in the season he just was shy about that so and one one thing I liked about his last game
1: uh Derek was Illinois had 11 fast break points and Ty Rogers was in the middle of a lot of it right like I I finally saw him asserting himself in that fast break to kind of take over what that Terrence Shannon role was so um hopefully he can keep that up right like that that's that's the key but obviously Derek like this team's expectations, like I thought they could have been a four or five seed, get to a or six seed or something like that, get to a sweet 16. You had Terrence Shannon, and if they can get rolling and gain some momentum, this team can compete in the Big Ten with Terrence Shannon and this team rolling. This team can make a run and be a final four contender, elite eight contender, uh, if they were playing like they were when Terrence Shannon was there. And, and if everybody else, if it can all carry over with each other, it's changes in season. Changes the season completely for Illinois. I mean, we all know that, but it's it's clear this is a, a season-changing ruling for Illinois basketball. And we'll get into Terrence Shannon for the long term. But I'm interested to see. A Sunday, I found it interesting. Brad's not going to start him because the biggest moment I thought would have been Terrence Shannon getting announced by Illinois. Is Terrence Shannon in the pregame video?
0: I think he'll probably thing. be back in it. Yeah.
1: Just certain things I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of. Uh, I think he's going to get a huge ovation whenever he comes in the game. Um, I think there's probably going to be some national media, probably some bigger city media at this game. Everything Terrence Shannon does, says, is going to be under the microscope in this game. But also moving forward, Derek, I think the good thing for Terrence, three of the next five games are at home. Um, the One of the road games, his first road game is at Northwestern, where it is half Illinois fans. But Ohio State on January 30th, Michigan State on February 10th. I said it on, on the radio show with you guys in the lawn yesterday. Um, no ma- we we got to let the legal process go out, but no matter what happens, like Terrence Shannon's been through a lot in the last month. And, and the way he was able to handle himself, knowing this was kind of hovering over him, the way he played, was focused, all that was, you think about it, pretty impressive from just a mental standpoint, because I, I can't imagine – You know, operating like he was, you know, while this is all going down. Uh, But how's he going to handle that? Uh, How's he going to handle playing? Is he going to speak to the media? That's something I've I've thought of. Uh, Is that going to happen at at any point? I don't know if it will. Like, all that stuff's going to go over. But, you know, he's obviously going to be under a microscope and Illinois will be under a microscope with all of this. But how he handles it and how his teammates handle it. And I thought Brad got off to a good start today. I thought he said the right tone, but. So said, yeah, basketball-wise is how we're going to work him back in. I think start not starting him is probably a good decision, but how, how all that is handled is going to be very interesting to watch over the next couple of weeks.
0: Extremely, yeah, with him, with the team uh, as a whole. And it goes beyond, obviously, the, the basketball standpoint. You talk about the integration and him fitting back in the mix, but the emotional side of this, a team that – is very tight knit, and that's going to get challenged as especially they go on the road. It's going to be very contentious. You're going to hear a lot of things from student sections. And I think the outside noise as far as some national media um, could be obviously in opposition to this. There are going to be people who do not agree with this decision. Now, the, the deflection ability of Illinois and the university is that this is court order. Like court order yeah. is to have the suspension lifted, but I think people will still, will still look at this as something that Illinois could still control as far as putting him on the court or not. And I, I would not be surprised if, if people are, are are bashing Illinois are taking shots at Illinois for playing a guy that is, that is charged with rape. Like that's, that is very serious. And I, I think that they're going to have to handle that. So, um, and how they are able to navigate that, obviously under a a huge spotlight and microscope. Which is why I would like to hear from Josh Whitman. I I would
1: really like to hear from him uh, over the next week or two. Um, I I just think we need to hear from the head of the athletic department uh, about all of this, especially after his policy was kind of torn apart there, Um, and just the decision to to play him. Like I think it's a defensible position to, to play him right now, given the court order, but I do think we should hear from him. About that,
0: I agree absolutely. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, I think that, that is it's very fair. There, there are fair questions to be asked, uh, not only about the policy, but really more so the more pressing. He'll have time to reconstruct the policy and and get it in order, or just to ha- completely have the OSCR take precedent yeah. in, in these situations. But the fact that it is still Illinois' decision um, to ultimately play him or not. Uh, because th- this is their program. They can, they can make that, that call. Uh, I know that they could say that we do believe in, in innocent until proven guilty. Obviously they have a very intimate and close relationship with Terrence. They know him and very well. Yeah. They know him very well. And as far as we can tell, and I would imagine it passes like he is thought to be, he is thought in very, very high regard mm-hmm. around here uh, in terms of his character leadership Work ethic, everything. So that obviously should plays into that probably the believability of of his side of the story, or just how they they interpret what's being alleged versus the Terrence Shannon that they know. But um, still, there will be people who say that he should not be on the court. That this is um, there. I wouldn't be surprised if there's. Admittedly, you know are there women's activists or are there sexual assault activists that come out and speak against this and and stir this thing up? Um, I I don't know that. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen.
1: I've almost been shocked by the lack of like a a response so far nationally, because this is a huge college basketball story, huge story. Um, So, but once he gets on the court, it obviously becomes a bigger story. And I, I think it's because partly it's a messy story. We don't know the truth yet. We don't know exactly exactly what happened or whether there's evidence, all these things that's still got to play out in the court of law. Uh, But he's playing throughout all of that. So that's just kind of a a messy caught a picture there. We also don't know his
0: side of the story.
1: Correct. Correct. He has not had that time to show. He didn't provide it in the UI conduct panel statement that he gave. He's, you know, um, his lawyers have thrown some stuff out there, but like, we haven't heard his complete side of the story and I'm, I'm wondering if we do at some point I am wondering if he if he goes and does that um but one random thing I thought of does he get back into all Big Ten consideration does he get back into all American like this is so like I'm an all Big Ten voter he's missed four Big Ten games if he plays 16 Big Ten games Terrence Chan is probably gonna play at an all Big Ten level I would imagine I vote for him are people gonna vote for him for all American? Like, assuming he plays the rest of the season that that's another like little side story i'm I'm interested and then if he gets all american like he gets a jersey in the, the rafters right so like all of that stuff all of a sudden i'm just random little things i'm thinking of that that come down but illinois is obviously long term a much better team with Terren shannon on the court so uh just a huge decision uh by colleen lawless Derek, you got any final thoughts before we wrap this up
0: no, that's a good point uh, in terms of the the voting and whether there will be just biases in, in terms of voters who maybe just are uncomfortable with vo- voting for somebody that is has a looming charge like that. Now there could be. Yeah, I
1: mean personally, I can I can answer for myself. If he's playing, I and and there's no legal resolution. I'm just going to assume innocence, right? And, you know, right. I, yeah. I would vote for him. That's how I would. Act.
0: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I, I do think a lot of people will just look at it as far as the basketball standpoint. And I know Brad's very much focused on that, at least in terms of what he's saying publicly, but uh, I don't think there's any doubt that if he even plays any, anywhere close to what he was doing beforehand, that he'll be a first team, all big 10 guy that he'll be a all American. Uh, his stat, his statistics are going to are immensely strong. And I would imagine just based on his abilities that, he will continue to play at a high level, and that he will be in that in that realm. So, um, I think it'll, it'll be very interesting. The I, I'm not really wondering as far as tomorrow the environment. I think it will be emotionally charged, but I think ninety some percent of the the fan reaction will be a thousand percent positive. I don't think there'll be anybody that will that will boo him or be against him as far as opposition. I think of fans want to believe Terrence Shannon and obviously I've been very vocal. There's been a, a, a large faction of of wanting to see him get cleared yep. to come back and play and, until the legal process has has resolution. And uh, the, the road, you know, going to Northwestern, which yes, I, that's a great point of it being pretty 50-50 in terms of crowd, although they have their own student section that's pretty rowdy and whatnot. And I, they'll have some things to say probably. So yep. um, I think that will be very interesting to monitor as we go along. But Um, surely from a purely basketball standpoint the ceiling has been back in place and and really maybe i think it's it's altered in terms of just what we've seen from the team without terrence to elevate it to where this was already a team that if he never came back probably the way they've shown would be a top four team in the big 10 and now with him back could contend for the title and could go really really deep in the tournament
1: and that should be a benefit, and I imagine Brad Underwood is telling Terrence that you don't have to save this team. They didn't lose four in a row without him. They were a good team without him. Just come in, do what you do, and you don't need to score 30 points tomorrow. And I'm interested to see how many minutes he plays. Like, would you go over under 23 and a half? Like, I, I, I don't – I think he's going to play a lot. <laughs> I don't think Brad's going to play in five, ten minutes. I think he's going to play a lot. Um, but I'm wondering, like – how aggressive does Terrence get? Like there's obviously he's gonna want to come out and he's probably got a lot of pent-up emotion. Absolutely. Right. Um, so I, I'm just interested to see how that goes. But he, he doesn't have to save the team. And and that's a kudos to Coleman. That's kudos to Marcus, that's kudos to, to Justin and Quincy and Ty and Luke and all these guys. Like, um, and I think those guys obviously have been very supportive of Terrence throughout this process, showing up to his court date, um, all of that. Like, uh, I think he's he's in as good of a position as you can be, like a good of a structure as you can be with this team around him compared to maybe last year's
0: team, which probably would have lost four in a row if they didn't have Terrence Shannon. 100%. Yep. And I think that he'll probably play, if I were to guess, 25 minutes tomorrow. Um, I think you'd want to get, the whatever rust is there out and just get him back in the rhythm. It's a huge game on on Wednesday against Northwestern on the road, a Northwestern team that we know plays really well at home. And
1: yeah, no offense to Rutgers, but it's better they're playing Rutgers than
0: hundred percent. Another
1: actual top half team in the big 10 tomorrow.
0: This is a bad Rutgers team. Very bad. No. So how he performs, I do, like you said, expect him to be, very focused very motivated very emotional and um
1: this is going to be one of the more interesting atmospheres that i can think of like eric gordon game comes to mind all the emotions that were involved in that one but um it's gonna be unlike anything we've we've seen which is why i'm booking an early flight Derek, to get there (laughs) yeah man you gotta get some rest Uh, wedding today yeah wedding today uh probably won't actually sleep in a bed tonight like get oh, to the airport sleep on a but i got it's it's gonna be something to remember something to see uh when I'm we sure. get there Derek. um yep. anything else before we get out of here uh,
0: no i don't ready. think so
1: yeah uh illinois football got two commits yesterday too so booking getting on a flight and getting to texas <laughs> yesterday was something we'll do a pod at some point about that adding a seventh year senior and Dennis Gates Jr. from Florida State. And uh, starting the class of 2025 with Michael McDonough, a really good prospect. Uh, we'll dive into that more, Joey and I, in a, a later podcast. But Derek, uh, thanks as always, man. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. Give us a rating, review, and follow wherever you get your podcasts. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe, hit the notifications bell. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Bye, everybody. streaming
0: i want to go back to normal
1: what's normal the paramount plus original series evil has returned we've already hunted werewolves demons and now what a baby antichrist <laughs> Okey-dokey. prepare yourself you will not beat awesome. us for the end i have visions of hell make it stop make it shut up you're <laughs> not gonna survive this
0: evil the final season now streaming only on paramount plus